When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Obviously, I'm friends with all, everybody around here. So one of the security people, you give him a badge, right? And a big, oh, yeah. big shot. How about that? Guy was bragging to me one night. He's like, I denied John Cornish getting into Ryderville. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Who cares if he wants to cut the line? Let him in. What the hell? I'm still mad about that eight years later. Like, what what are you doing? This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Happy uh, Football Friday, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday. See people writing in, and they're all excited about that. I get it. I'm just tweeting the links. So, hey, can you say that again? Hello. There you go. I couldn't hear you. I think it's a me thing, not okay. a you thing. All right. Uh, are you ready for the weekend, Moose? I am. I feel overdressed today. I feel like a complete idiot. You usually idiot. take every opportunity to. I didn't look at the forecast today, and I came in here, and Moose is wearing shorts, as you can see. Yeah. And I said, uh, what the, what's wrong with you? And you said, didn't you look? It's 15 degrees Celsius today. I'm like, don't. And I got these Under Armour thermal <laughs> sweats on so i can't wait to get them off and uh enjoy the sunshine yeah how about that how about that get that thing ready by the way i got a, a good one here I'll, when i cue you guys uh coming up on the program today tory Gurley. isn't it something that the biggest news in the national football league pertains to who his two former teams packers and browns and we're going to talk with Tori about what's going on in those markets. And uh, Justin Dunk from 3downnation.com right here in the bunker to preview a big week 14 in the CFL. But can we hit the um, quick six show horn, please, uh, Director Jordan? I'm going, to try, I'm going to try to get to your comments here as much as I can here in the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. But we've got a long ways to go and a short time to get there. And it's not just football in the quick six. So let's look at what happened in the National Hockey League last night. Jordan Eberle, our good and longtime friend, scored thrice in a 9:41 span in the second and third periods for the first hat trick in Seattle Kraken franchise history. And the expansion club beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Eberle had his fourth career hattie to help Seattle snap a two-game slide. Brock Nelson scored a career-high four goals to help the New York uh, Islanders beat Montreal 6-2. Canadian starter Jake Allen allowed five goals on 25 shots. <sighs> Got the heave-ho, was booed at the Centre Bell. Samuel Montembeau stopped all 10 shots he faced in relief. 
Uh, Patrice Bergeron scored his first four goals of the season. Brad Marchand had four helpers, and Boston beat Detroit 5-1. Let me back up. Did you see Craig Button calling for the job of Mark Bergevin on SportsCenter? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, Butts. Good for you, man. A lot of guys don't have the stones to do that in today's uh, media. And Craig Button was all over the GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Well, I'm like, they were just in the Stanley Cup last year. They don't care in Montreal. They don't care. You understand that, right? They don't care. What have you done for me lately? I know, and that's the case. We have flame or uh, flames Habs fans that watch this show daily, yeah. and they say, fire Bergevin, and then he gets them into the playoffs. Well, Give him a new contract. Give him a new contract. Then he loses a couple games. Fire Bergevin. Then he takes them to the Stanley Cup. Give him a new contract. So, you know what? It's, it's a hot market. Hostile environment. That's the nature of the game. It's Montreal. I just... Maybe that would have been a good poll question today. Should Mark Bergevin have a can tied to him? Because I don't think it's quite time yet, but they might not agree in Montreal. A2, Lusterainen scored 155 into overtime, and Florida beat Washington 5-4 for its best 10-game start in franchise history. Now 9-0-1, Florida's Alexander Barkov scored two goals, raising his career total to 188, tying Ole Jokinen for the most in franchise history. Remember the name Sasha Barkov. It's probably going to come up again later here in the next while. We Willie Nylander scored in a power play at 343 of overtime to lift Toronto past Tampa Bay 2-1. I would suggest I like it. Mm-hmm. I would suggest my Golden Knights have returned. Jonathan Marcheseau scored twice in Vegas, beat Ottawa 5-1 at the Canadian Tire Center. Matthias Janmark, Brett Howden, and Alex Petrangelo also scored for Vegas. Robin Leonard made 38 saves. And uh, for Ottawa, Brady Kachuk scored and then was named team captain here this morning. Christopher Latang stuffed a wraparound. Pass Kata Hot 157 into overtime. Pittsburgh beat Philly 3-2. Jamie Benn scored a 259 of overtime in the Dallas Stars 4-3 win over Calgary. And this is uh, the one. Brandon Saad scored twice in his second game back from the COVID-19 list. And the Blues used a three-goal second period to beat the San Jose Sharks 5-3. Pavel Bushnevich and James Neal also scored. Robert Thomas sealed it with an empty netter for the Blues. That scoring outburst helped Joel Hofer get the win in his NHL debut with 23 saves. The former Swift Current Bronco. Hofer also got an assist on the empty netter. How about that? We were just, oh, just, uh, we were just sitting yeah. at lunch with an NHL scout and talking about Joel Hofer. We just brought him up, and where is he going to go? And then all of a sudden he gets a start, he gets a win. That's, we didn't bring him up on the show, but that's almost the RP bump, which we haven't talked about in a long time. <laughs> Nobody's that? had it for a while. That was, that was the RP bump. We talked about him over lunch, and all of a sudden he's got the win. So congratulations, Joel. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that's what went on in the NHL last night. Um, moving on to point two. We're all out of order here on the points, but that's fine. Um, the Hamilton Tiger Cats can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie tonight against the visiting BC Lions. BC is on a six-game losing streak. Elsewhere in the CFL tonight, the struggling Edmonton Elks have one more chance to get a win at home this season with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in town. The Riders have a postseason berth already locked down in the West Division. So just hold on to your bingo cards. The entire second segment today is going to be dedicated to 
this weekend CFL games and the doubleheader tonight. So I'm moving on to point three, which is Thursday night football. Carson Wentz threw three touchdown passes, and Jonathan Taylor rushed for 172 yards and two scores to carry the Indianapolis Colts to a 45-30 victory over the New York Jets on Thursday night football. This is where it gets interesting. Jets backup quarterback Josh Johnson threw for a career-high 317 yards and a career-best three touchdowns in the final 18 minutes. He came into the game when Mike White injured his right forearm in the opening quarter. He was the star of the weekend's game when they beat the Bengals, Mike White. He was the biggest thing in New York this week. And then he gets hurt. So coming out of the game, the Colts improved to 4-5. and five. The Jets dropped to 2-7. and seven. And to be honest, the Colts were running away with it early. Josh Johnson comes into the game and makes it a game. That was what I was watching last night because for whatever reason, I couldn't get my NHL feed to work. Dang. Had to watch Florida, America's team, the Panthers. But anyways, the question is, and I've tweeted it. I have not looked up the results yet because I, I can't quite get to it right now. But they're saying that there's a curse on the New York Jets. And somebody, I know there's a lot of Jets fans that watch, Colin in Ottawa, Ryan in New York. What, what's the origin of this curse on the New York Jets? I'm not familiar with it. I'm familiar with the Babe Ruth curse on the Red Sox, which, of course, is now over. Um, I, I have some time to be convinced whether there is or there isn't. Because I, what do they, I say there's no such thing as luck. The harder you work, the luckier you get. I fully believe that. Oh, he's just lucky. Eh, no, he's been working his bag off for 30 years, actually, while you've been watching him. So, yeah, he's not that lucky. Yet, are you spiritual and do you believe there's a plan? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, little column A. Little column Right. B. So I don't know. I don't know. I could be because con- I believe in football gods and hockey gods. I've seen them at play. So I don't know. Do you believe in curses? Do you, have you put it up yet on, uh, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? Do we have a body of work yet, a sample size? 54% say no, they don't believe in sports curses. I feel like I want to put that to our guest today. Do you? I could go either way. When it comes to the New York Jets being cursed or not cursed, and where does this go and where did it start? I firmly believe this started with the butt fumble. Mark, mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez... And the butt fumble. Um, they were a team on the rise. Rex Ryan, Sanchez, they had some good players. They had made a couple of conference finals. They had had some moderate success against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in New England. I mean, you were in that meat grinder of a division. That, well, I mean, the whole division wasn't, but <laughs> having that team and dynasty in it, the butt fumble. Much like with the Cowboys, it was Romo, right, bobbling. That football, um, I think that's where the Jets curse starts. Do I believe in sports curses? Something's at play in some of these markets. There's something going on. The gods in these sports, the hockey gods, the football gods, they're going to make sure, they're going to correct things. They're going to make sure that you earn it, right? I mean, (laughs) I'm probably leaning towards yes. I'm starting to think I am too, and I love the reaction from the Rod Squad. Bring it from the viewers. I keep seeing 10-10 every day and night. It's unbelievable. I see. If you believe in numerology, now would be the time to talk about it. <laughs> I see 10-10, and I just think of those. 10-10-220. You know, dial the number. Yes. I don't remember what it was for. Uh, but. Jeff the Stamps fan. Yep. He believes in it. 
Uh, from Jeff Kibilis in Winnipeg, as a Bomber fan, yes, curses exist. From Sandusky, watching in Ohio, says Cleveland Browns are cursed. So far, it's like 100%. I know. Yeah, I'm okay. I get it. And by the way, you say it started with a butt fumble. I'd like to think it was, that was just a continuation of a curse with the New York Jets. It was like, did Joe Namath leave the locker room and put, put a hex on it, you know, when he was done? Because yeah. that was the last time they were good, man, and that was the 70s. Somebody did something in the organization. Could be upper management. Could be somebody in the training staff. Could be a player that we don't really know about. And the universe isn't ready to forgive them for it. Mm-hmm. Something happened to put the curse on this team, and enough good hasn't happened yet to uh, make them want to get off the hook. From Tacona Pally in Winnipeg, Rod, uh, are you familiar with the Winnipeg Jets curse? Dates back to 1974 when Winnipeg won a court decision between the WHA and NHL, allowing NHL players to flock to the WHA, a.k.a. Gordie Howe. Is that why we're saying the Jets have never won a Stanley Cup? I'm here for the argument. I... I didn't know what the origin was, but it's very clear the Jets have had something working against them for the last 40 years, 50 years. So Brian Gregory, who writes in on YouTube, says curses are not real. I don't know. I could go back and forth. Hot and I take. see. Uh, yeah, hot take. Hey, you got, you're trying out some new stuff back there? I like it. People are saying awesome. a lot. Okay. A lot of people writing in uh, the Jerome Ginla's cursed. I don't know. I think he's been pretty lucky in his life. He never did win a Stanley Cup. I get that. But everybody's going off about your bunny hug slash hoodie merce, uh, merce. moose. So do you want to tell them about that? They can, they can still order it? I believe so. If there's stock available, I haven't checked the stock with our, uh, our shipping group yet, but uh, uh, rodpetersonshop.com, you can buy one. Uh, Joe Craig Jr. was in that battle, and if you haven't seen it, go back, look at the interview, just Google it on YouTube, um, and this is what he said. He was running. He wanted everybody to run for him, run a lap. And it was a lap for these four things that he believed in, faith, love, positivity, and strength. So we uh, sent some money that way, and uh, it was really good. So the shirts are still available. Show your left sleeve to and the, this is to the, the world. Uh, the show logo's on there. We're nice going to uh, uh, a couple things. John from the 519 texting in on the text line. John Ferguson here from London, Ontario, watching on Rogers Game Plus. When you come to do a show here in London to cover the London Knights, our beautiful city, Richmond, Row and the Hunters, I am undefeated at bubble hockey. I will bet you a steak dinner on the results at Toboggan Restaurant here in London. Write it down. Whoa. And you cool. better not be writing checks with your mouth that your hands can't cash out there, Mr. Ferguson, because you've never seen me play bubble hockey before either. Who are the teams, by the way? Canada, USA, Canada, Russia. Bubble hockey is the one where the defense one have the long sticks. That's right. To get into the corner. I know how to sweep in the the corner, right? I have many an hour playing that. I'll get to more of your comments in a moment. I'm running. Do you believe in curses? Point five, Jack Eichel leftovers. I don't know if you saw... 
the coach of the Golden Knights last night, Peter DeBoer, after the game addressing. Now, they just won 5-1, but he was literally smiling like a butcher's dog when asked about the trade. He's just so happy. The top line for Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, Jack Eichel, Max Pumpkin, Pacioretty, and Mark Stone. Ooh. <laughs> so, listen, there's not a line like it in the NHL. There isn't. So, here's the thing. Kelly McCrimmon rolled the dice that Jack Eichel is going to come back 100%. And here's the thing. With people that roll the dice, you either win big or you lose big. But not playing at all gets you middling, boring results. And that's why I love the Vegas Golden Knights. They are my team. Now, I was considering gravitating towards the Florida Panthers because of late, they've been far nicer to me than any other NHL team. But now with all these people realizing that the Knights are my team, I can't go away from it. Right. Not immediately anyways, because they're still not signing my checks. Uh, and that just rolled over into point six. We're summing this up quite tidily, Moose. You know, Eichel was a captain. He's not anymore. I see Matthew Kachuk running around beaking the refs last, last night in the Flame Stars game, and I'm thinking that's why he's not the captain. You can't have a guy that emotionally charged, and believe me, I've been that my whole life. I, I see it from a mile away. He can't be the captain yelling at the refs like he was. He was doing it all night last night. At some point, the, the captain's going to have to go speak to the referees in a sticky situation and try and get them to side with your team. If they hate you, if you've been yelling at them all night, or if you have a reputation, you, he can't be the captain. Matthew Kachuk cannot. So I said to Moose in our morning meeting here, who's the best captain in the NHL? A couple names immediately came to mind. And uh, I settled on Sasha Barkov of <clears throat> America's team, the Florida Panthers, the best captain. You just don't see them enough, guys. They're 9 0 and gals. They're 9 0 1. He's my best captain. I had another name. We changed. Who's your best captain? Who's the captain of the Leafs? Yeah. Who I, is it? What's that? Who's the captain of the Leafs? Tavares. John Johnny Tavares. T. Okay, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good captain. Yeah. yeah. He's a pretty good captain. I like him. Um, Shea Weber, I thought, was a good captain. He was in Montreal, right? Yeah, but the, not there anymore. He had the C in Montreal, didn't he? And in Nashville. Um, it's a really, really good question. Who's I, the best captain in the NHL, y'all? I don't think I have an answer right now in this moment. Give me the break. Clark has just said, Sidney Crosby. Bingo! <laughs> you teed me up on that one, didn't you? Crosby would be good. Sidney Crosby. He's probably, Crosby's probably the Who's best. Who's the best captain? That's a... Connor McJesus? Is Bergeron wearing it in Boston now? Yes. So I... That's probably where I go. Bergeron Crosby. The warm-up is for E-Cold Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. Again, the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. We're just getting into it. Uh, on the way, Tori Gurley and Justin Dunk. We'll talk about tonight's CFL Games 2. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. We'll be back in a moment on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 
We are back and on the air on a Flame Tech Football Friday. Just me flying solo for a while. I think I can handle it. Yeah, the Moose is a busy guy. <laughs> Incredibly busy guy, actually. I got to say, I'm, I, I can't throw him under the bus here. He had a very hectic day yesterday setting up the broadcast. Come on in, Moose. Setting up the broadcast over at Aspen Links Clubhouse. He didn't even, he's not even trying to sneak in. Look, just casually strolling in. Hey, Moose. Hi. What's the coffee today? It is a Caliber Coffee's uh, Harvest Blend. <sighs> it's the last pot of Harvest Blend. I got to go over there this afternoon and pick out some new flavors. I don't know if they'll have the winter one yet, but... Warm and earthy. Oh, yeah. How about that? Um, How about that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't see me bringing on a rant today, but we'll see. Brought to you by Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Hoping to see them this weekend. We got a, we got a lot, lot of stuff going on. You'll rant when I told you I just finished the coffee. Um, we're going to talk some CFL now, y'all. It is a football Friday, of course. There are a lot of things going on in the National Football League, and Tori Gurley will join us next segment to talk about those. Um, the Taco Time viewer takeover is coming up as well. Uh, I laugh because the comments are coming in from the CFL fan. They're all giddy. They're excited. It's game day. It's a doubleheader today. The BC Lions at the Hamilton Tiger Cats, followed by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Edmonton Elks. I would say that my whole evening's planned. Jeff the Stams fan says, in my first ever time listening slash commenting on the RP show, Rod called me an arsehole. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me. And he came back. From Northside YEG in Edmonton says, was this the Joe Craig that played for the Riders? Uh, absolutely, and the Bengals, I believe. If you've just tuned in, this bunny hug that the Moose is wearing, we created as a fundraiser for Joe. He was in a car accident. He caught COVID. Like, literally, couldn't even walk. Yeah. They thought he was paralyzed. He had to teach himself to walk again, and we're like, we got to help this guy out. So that was, and, and the viewers rallied to the cause. Was that, well, it was during COVID, so I guess it was about a year ago at this yeah. time, right? So, yeah. So to the games, um, we've already played the deal or no deal. I did look up the point spread at betregal.net for the Ryder-Edmonton game tonight. It's 6.5 points for Sask at Edmonton. Here it is. Yeah, that hasn't changed. It opened at 6. It's now 6.5 Sask favorite. And tonight, Hamilton home to the BC Lions. Hamilton favored by 6.5. Jeremiah Holy Mazzoli gets the start at quarterback, of course, for the Ticats. He's thrown for 300-plus yards, and I think it's three straight games. BC's lost six in a row. Clearly, my focus is on the Saskatchewan-Edmonton game, which isn't even voted Canada's game of the week. That's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I read the game notes on the Sask-Edmonton game. I got, let me just, real quick, we expect Hamilton to rope-a-dope BC? Molly Wapham, is that what we're expecting? I don't know about rope-a-dope him, but yeah, I do. Uh, so do I. So how much time are we going to spend on this? I, I read the news articles. The BC Lions spent all week down in southern Ontario. Remember they played at the Argos on Saturday. Now they're at Hamilton tonight. A lot of things to do in southern Ontario. I'm sure they were happy to stay out there. Well, you got an owner now with big bucks. <laughs> yeah. You, they pushed the Argos to overtime, right? Right to the end. Um, BC's not just going to go away. I don't think they're going to go away. I think it'll be a closer game, but I, I, I think It'll be fun to wins. watch. I think Hamilton is ready to go on a little bit of a run here. 
I saw from the uh, Thai Cats. Can't remember which defenders said Michael Riley's still Michael Riley. So this ain't gonna be no cakewalk tonight at the Tim Hortons Field at the Donut Box. And I'm gonna miss Rod Black saying it. Yeah. He would say it, too. Wonderful tribute, by the way, uh, to Rod Black from the CFL. <clears throat> Don't! Was there one? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't. If there was, I missed it. Maybe a tweet. And then later on tonight, um, it's the commentary today at rodpeterson.com, and it airs on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5 FM. You know, are you aware of what's going on here? This is generally, generational shifts that are going on in the Canadian Football League. Sask going into Edmonton favored by 6.5 has, was unheard of in my 20 seasons as voice of the Rough Riders. Even when we had good teams and they were in the barrel, they'd still be favored at home. And I would think a lot of you folks, and then we have a lot of viewers and listeners in Edmonton, you know what it's like. You walk into Commonwealth and you've been there. They have the names all on the facade, inner facade of the stadium. The Warren Moons, Dan Kepley's, is it Tommy Joe Coffey? You feel like you're playing them as well as the current Eskimos, and now it's the Elks. It's just there was ghosts, right? There was the psych out of the field being the only grass field in the CFL, right? Guys would show up the day before testing all their footwear. Uh, for an hour, they'd be running around in the field, worried, especially this time of year when it's cold. Yeah. You were just psyched out going into Edmonton all the time. Now the only player psyched out going into Edmonton is Edmonton. I know. How did this ha- how did how did this happen? And that's my point. Are you what do they say? Ninety eight percent of the world is not conscious, right? They're just walking around. Are you understanding what's gone? Edmonton's dropped from up here to here. It's a fact. They were the flagship franchise for 25, 30 years, and if they lose tonight at home. It's the first time in Edmonton football history they've gone winless at home. Who does that? Has anybody ever done that? Edmonton hasn't. That was in the game notes. And furthermore, Saskatchewan uh, can nail down home field, second place here if they sweep this back-to-back. Edmonton has not swept Saskatchewan in a back-to-back since 1957. How about that? You know, I'll say it. How about that? So Sask is positioned very well. That's my take on the games tonight. What's yours? Yeah, the, the Edmonton thing is so interesting. Like, you wonder if anybody else is sitting back saying, how do we get here? How did this happen? How do we let this, how do we fall so far? I mean, it's not the same team in Edmonton, right? I was going to say the same Eskimos because it's not. It's the Elks. But every year, you just... You know, we're waiting for Edmonton. You just knew they were going to be in the playoffs. You knew they were going to be a contender. And to me, it kind of feels like, I mean, Mike Riley brought them back, obviously, and and brought them back to, you know, contention again. But it feels like when they got rid of Ricky Ray, that was kind of the start of the end in Edmonton, the trade, the the Ricky Ray trade. And then, you know, not re-signing or not being able to retain Mike Riley they haven't found a replacement. So, yeah, Saskatchewan's going to roll into Edmonton, and I don't think there's going to be too much issues there. I really don't. Um, you no, hope it's a dub. You'd like to see the Elks put up a fight, but I just – it's a mess. It's a mess, and you're almost looking ahead, being like, look, at, let's just start from scratch. Let's start next season. Ottawa's already started doing that. 
We'll see if Edmonton can. Uh, I see a lot of comments coming in. This is unreal. What? They bitch that we don't talk enough CFL, so we talk CFL. Now they want to talk about Carey Price. Yeah. Well, they're on board with the hockey show. <laughs> like, can you, what do you want? We're trying to sit and have a CFL segment, and they want to talk about Carey Price. Which, by the way, from our friend Eric Engels from Sportsnet, he has tweeted. I think, did Eric break the news, Clark? I think he did. Carey Price is back with the Montreal Canadiens on Monday. Is that what we're doing? Are we switching to hockey talk now? Because that's what they want to talk about. They want to talk about the National Hockey League. All right, we're in. Let's do it. Carey. There you go. There he goes. Yes, Robin and Prince Albert says, what is it with the city of Edmonton trading away stars when they're doing great? Gretzky, Ricky Ray. What's next? McDavid? You know, it's interesting, by the way, because uh, we've switched to talking hockey here now. That's what the viewers clearly want. There was the rumor going around here that Connor Bedard, the exceptional player of the Regina Pats, wanted to trade. I did a little digging. I didn't have to dig too far. They said he doesn't want to trade. He loves his teammates. He loves the market. He loves the team. And the comparison was made to Connor McDavid. And we talked about this way back in what? Summer? Maybe spring? Yeah. The types of players are going to ask for trade or want out. Deshaun Watson wanting out. Uh, well, the NFL's full of them. Is it a football versus hockey thing? They're just like Connor McDavid. Maybe it's an American Canadian thing. Now that I think about it, because Jack Eichel wanted out of Buffalo, I do fully believe that he had the best of intentions when he got to Buffalo. It was sort of like the Edmonton thing, which I don't think the Oilers are there anymore, but it's chicken and the egg. Who was rotten, the Sabres or Eichel? Because by the end, they both were, yeah. and something had to change. And I guess we'll find out when he's centering the top line of Canada's team, Jack Eichel, once he's healthy here. And maybe we'll find out that both are going to start getting healthier when you start removing the issue, right? Um, both will start becoming better, you know, better places. Um, Buffalo is going to be a better place to play, going to be a healthier organization. Eichel is going to be a healthier player, not just because he's getting surgery, but he'll be mentally healthier, more productive. Maybe it'll work out for both. But, you know, players wanting out, the McDavid thing is interesting because I fully believe that it has nothing to do with winning. I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think, you know, winning is a byproduct. It's a result. I don't think not winning or winning Stanley Cups, I don't think that makes you happy or unhappy with a job because it's about do you love where you go to work every single day? Do you love what you do for 8, 10, 12 hours a day? The results, whatever. That's why I don't think that people take jobs or quit jobs because of money. I mean, we do, but that's not money doesn't make you happy, and a big paycheck doesn't determine job happiness. We've done studies on that. It's every single day do you enjoy going to work. So that Edmonton culture seems like it's awesome. They literally seem like they're having a great time every day. Practice, games. They do now. Going to that building, that beautiful building to play, the facility, the city, all of it. That's what matters. Ah, now we're really rolling. And we're going to have to go to a commercial right away here with Tori Gurley coming in next. But from my cousin Christine regarding In Medicine Hat, Uh, regarding Jack Eichel. She goes, from Buffalo to Vegas. Sounds great to me.
Well, if my brother's watching or listening right now, Lee, we were in an Uber in Vegas together, and the driver was a female. She's in a tank top and shorts. It was February, okay? And it was, yeah, I want to say it was like 80 degrees. So you know me well. We're driving, and we're going to the rink, and I'm like, what's your deal? I said, nobody from Vegas is from Vegas, really. So what's yours? And she goes, ah, I grew up in Buffalo. It was cold. And I just said, you know what? Why am I wasting my life here in the cold? So I packed up and moved to Vegas, and now I'm driving Uber, making more money than ever. Life is great. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack Eichel's doing the same thing. Maybe he knows her. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, you're going to go to Vegas too? Perfect. I'll call you when I need a ride. Uh, Who, Jack Eichel? Yeah. Jack Eichel's going to drive an Uber till he's healthy enough to play in Las Vegas. You heard it here first. Making more money than ever. Making more money. <laughs> right. Okay, Moose, we'll see you back here for hour two. Later. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. And by the way, our Friday guests are presented by Wheaton Kia. You can find Wheaton Kia at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst in North Regina. We bring in our NFL insider, Browns and Packers alum, Tori Gurley today. And Tori, let's jump right into it. Man, if you don't mind, it's official this morning. The Cleveland Browns have released Odell Beckham Jr. It seems very much to me like an Antonio Brown situation with the Steelers and Raiders. But maybe it's not. What is going on there with your former club? Yeah, it never was a, a great match for, for Baker or Odell. Um, Odell is used to being in a volume type of system where um, you get eight to ten targets a game, and Eli Manning loved him. You know, at New York, that was the only um, true skill player they had, like someone that was elite, and they were able to build the team around him when it came to, you know, game planning and just getting him, getting him the ball. But in Cleveland – um, there are just too many chefs in the kitchen. You know, you have Jarvis Landry, you have David Ajoku, you have uh, two studs at running back, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. So now those targets or just scheming up plays like he was accustomed to, it just came to a halt. Where now, you know, you have all this friction where the ball is not being thrown on time and it got messy with him bringing LeBron James into it or or bringing Odell Beckham Sr. into it and I think it's the best fit for Cleveland. Just let him go. And and it, I just hope, hopefully he doesn't end up in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could you? And he would star there. But at four and four, the Browns are in last place of the AFC North. Safe to say this season has not gone the way they thought. They were picked to be a top five NFL team, Tori. Yes. A lot of, you know, I, I had them projected to be a, a playoff team and maybe be in a Super Bowl, represent the AFC. And as far from that, um, Baker is in a contract year. And, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning of the season is that, you know, this team is going to go as he goes. And right now 
with him being so erratic, that's how they look. And they're at this four and four and they got a tough game against the Bengals on Sunday. And, you know, I, it wouldn't shock me if, if the Bengals go out and, and get the win, but if, if the Browns find a way to win, despite all this turmoil, then that lets me know then that, you know, Odell Beckham really wasn't the, the, the best move for them to, you know, to have in a locker room. Told you I would ask you about Aaron Rodgers. They go in, the Packers, into Kansas City on Sunday without Aaron because of uh, COVID protocol. What a mess with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Did you see this coming? No, I'm shocked and somewhat, um, you know, disappointed. You know, because I, I, I definitely look up to Aaron and and for him to, I guess, use the words that he would immunize or however he phrased it with the media, you know, I had us all thinking like, okay, he went out, got the shot, and he's going to do whatever it takes to help the team. And now uh, putting himself in position where, you know, he was breaking protocols along the way, and now you leave it up to the NFL to come down on you with any consequences they want. And, you know, you're 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 at the mercy of Roger Goodell, and you, we know how that thing works, man. Like, Roger could do whatever he wants, and that puts the Packers in a bond. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, he learns from this, gets the shot, um, so he can be there for his team because right now they're seven and one and they're rolling. And what you're doing is giving a kid like Jordan Love opportunity to show the world, you know, what he's working with. And if he goes out and plays well against Kansas City and win, you know, Aaron literally just, you know, pushed himself off the cliff, you know, and walked out of the door because now they're going to take Jordan Love because he's so much cheaper. I think Aaron, his cap hit is extremely high. So if you can get somebody still on a rookie deal, I mean, you can pay everybody else on the team and, and, and build a team around that. So uh, the, the next, you know, two weeks are going to be huge for Jordan Love. And, you know, I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers get, you know, get it, to get, get it together. I would. I was asked why Cam Newton hadn't signed with anybody yet, and I felt he was like any veteran free agent waiting for the best opportunity even once the season kicked off. But now there's teams that have had a need and they've just gone with their backups. Cam's still sitting on the street. What's the story there, Tori? I just think his personality, you know, Cam is a character and, you know, he, he demands a lot of attention and, and it's not because is is garnered or whatever. It's just, you can't help but to look at him, man. You know, he is very energetic and, you know, he, he's that guy in a room that everybody has eyes on. So um, you don't want that to, uh, you don't want that cloud to be hanging over the, you know, your quarterback one at the time. And, and it, it's going to take, you know, if you, it's going to take damn near a whole quarterback room getting hurt and being out for the year for somebody to bring in Cam Newton. Because if not, you know, guys just don't want to take a chance with not guys, but front offices just don't want to take a chance at somebody that's so, you know, looked at in a regard as almost like an icon, you know, like Tim Tebow, where it's just, you know, it's just drama, unnecessary drama. You know, if, if Tebow, you know, worked out in practice or, he did anything, he has more cameras around him than the actual starter, and you just don't want that uh, to you know, interfere with the team goal of winning. Yeah, those backups, for the most part, are all winning. Uh, Semyon in New Orleans, uh, Mike White till he got hurt with the Jets. So, yeah. Hey, those are all the football questions I had for you. How are you? Are you a father yet? If you are, I missed it. What's the story? No, due date is November 10th, and Kim just, he just wants, Kim wants him out. Like, we go on walks every day. Uh, she's eating hot food. Like, literally, she just wants the baby out. Like, so I, I'm over here. I'm, I'm, I'm being, you know, the 
good husband and good father. And I'm just trying to go for walks and and rubber feet and whatever we got to do to get little man out of there. So we're just going to, you know, hold it in the road until then. TJ, Tory Jr., I can't wait. I knew that I would knew. I couldn't think that I missed it. And lastly, home field, adva- uh, home field advantage, Tory. You continue to crush it. ToryGurley.com where you're announcing these things. I'm just so proud of what you're doing in this career. Update us on what's happening there. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's, it's grown tremendously. Um, so many kids have picked up offers. You know, I, I have kids all over the country who picked up offers from Alabama, Oregon, uh, Georgia, uh, Texas A&M, Pittsburgh, Clemson, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it, I never could wrap my mind around it. And once again, man, I just want to thank you guys, man. I definitely want to thank you, Rod, because you gave me the blueprint of being able to use communication on television to now being able to, um, communicate with parents and educate everybody on this recruiting process. And, you know, it, it, it went from something I was doing for fun and now it's just it's a business where it's just literally running itself. And and, you know, I just can't help but to thank you for that, because I was just looking for different ways to, you know, transition from playing ball. So thank you. Like I forever indebted to you guys. And just know when I get there, we cooking again, me, TJ and Kim, we're on the grill and it's going to be a good time. Hey, miss, I did not bring it up for you to say that. I just wanted you to tell the world, but you did all the work, Tori. So thank you for that. And if nothing else, I'll see you at Super Bowl. There's no doubt. Have a great weekend. I appreciate the time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You betcha, bud. Our NFL insider, Tori Gurley, Browns and Packers alum. Check out what he's doing at ToriGurley.com and Home Field Advantage, connecting kids to schools and the National Football League. Taco time. Viewer takeover is next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Yeah, it is time for Taco Time Viewer Takeover. And I believe we have a winner here with Taco Time and the RP Show Partnership. Canadians love local. Go loco. Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all sourced in Canada. Wait a minute. Yeah, you're telling me the Mexi fries are made in Canada? You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Uh, Just ahead of that, poll question is, do you believe in sports curses? 59% of you on Twitter saying, yes, you do. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, the poll question. Sports fan Ian's watching in Calgary, and he says, I don't believe in them, but I appreciate how they get woven into the fabric of sports culture and are fun. I still haven't made a final decision on whether I believe in them or not. But like him, they make a great story. Uh, just a quick sports update. Three Canadian clubs are at home tonight among the five NHL games. The Jets face the Chicago Blackhawks. The Oilers host the New York Rangers. And the Nashville Predators visit Vancouver. The Toronto Raptors chase a sixth straight win tonight with the Cleveland Cavaliers in town. The Raps are coming off three straight road wins and want to carry that momentum into Scotiabank Arena. 
American Matthew Wolf takes a two-stroke lead into today's second round of the PGA's Worldwide Technology Championship in Mexico. Nick Taylor of Abbotsford is the top Canadian, six strokes back. Canada's Brad Gushu and Tracy Fleury remain unbeaten at the Grand Slam of Curling's National in Chestermere, Alberta. They've advanced to the playoffs of the $300,000 event that features the world's top 16 men's teams and top 16 women's teams. A sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Tap Brewhouse and Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. And I know people are saying, get to the viewer comments. I get it. Mandy, watching from, I think, Saskatoon, says, Lord, now I'm going to be hungry every time taco time viewer takeover happens. That's the idea. It's a perfect time of sponsorship for that particular business just before lunch. And I feel like uh, maybe Moose and I will be hitting up some crisp meat burritos, soft meat burritos today for lunch. Why, why the heck not? I wanted to wait till he was in there to tell him that I talked to Taco Time yesterday after the show. I guess I'll bring that up an hour two. Uh, from the text line regarding tonight's Sask at Edmonton game, Metal Shingle Guy writes in and he says, Trapping in northern Alberta is good this time of year. Lots of fresh legs in tonight. Is that uh, trapping terminology? I'm not familiar with it. i tell you the story about that hunter that I ended up sitting beside at the airport in Toronto last month when I was coming home from Florida. He wanted to swap hunting stories. I'm like, bro, I don't have one. I don't have one hunting story to share with you. Not one. Other than mouse, mice and mouse traps. That's about it. Brady in Saskatoon says, hey, Rod, that Habs team might be the number one Stanley Cup Finals fluke in the history of the NHL. Went from a really good team who played with passion and a full team effort to a lackluster dumpster fire in one offseason. Brady says, I predict a Riders blowout tonight against the Elks. From Brady in Saskatoon. DG in Saskatoon says, Morning, guys. It's time for a prediction. Here is my prediction of the top three landing spots for OBJ. Keep in mind, because of the Browns and how they... One minute. One minute remaining in hour one. LFG. He says, keep in mind, the way the Browns structured his release, he is very attractive to a team looking to grab him off waivers. So... He won't even get to free agency. Number one, Jacksonville. Number two, Washington. And number three, Atlanta. Predictions from DG in Saskatoon where OBJ might land. Uh, Ray in the six. Kitchener, Ontario area watching on Game Plus TV. Hey, Rod, how good was the Colts offensive line last night? They opened up gaping holes for Jonathan Taylor all night. And looking forward to the CFL game tonight. Have a good sporty weekend that from ray in the six moose comes back for hour two and we've got uh, justin dunk with us in studio coming up after this break here on game plus television for more rod peterson on demand visit rodpeterson.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.